0: give thanks and praise.
1: to you a portion of that which you have blessed us with. We are reminded of the greatest gift that you gave us, the person of Jesus Christ in our lives. So Lord, receive our gifts, receive our service, receive all that we can give to you and use it to share the good news that for unto us is born this day, the Savior. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for helping us out. Let me do some of my ring, please. I do like rings and bells on Christmas Eve, but not through my voice. I encourage you that our scripture is from Luke two one through twenty, and you can follow along with the sermon on U version. And that uh, go right there to the app and look for the event and the location. You may have to scroll a little more longer because depending on where you live, you may have something else to pick up first. So you just need to. It's there though and all the information for the sermon notes. We all need a little Christmas right at this very minute because this year is unlike any Christmas Eve we've ever experienced. And wow, can we certainly use some Christmas. A global pandemic, economic recession, mass unemployment, political divisions, cultural upheaval, racial reckoning, record wildfires, extra powerful hurricanes, devastating floods, and for my friend Jesse Davenport, murder hornets. Did I miss anything? Maybe whatever personal struggles you're facing as a result of those wide-scale events are completely unrelated. In whatever form they've come, the realities of life have been heavy and humbling. We've been aware of the darkness around us. It's the ideal setting for some light. It's just the kind of backdrop for a Savior to come. It's the perfect time to rediscover Christmas because no matter how troubling the times, no matter how heavy our hearts, there is good news, the greatest news that we can still believe, even when. Because nothing is impossible for the one who believes. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this evening and receive this word from Him. Gracious God, may the words that I say be acceptable and pleasing to You. And may they help us this evening. May they speak straight from Your heart to our hearts. Keep me out of them. Whatever we need to hear this evening, let it come directly from you. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask for your spirit and your presence to be both here and every home that is watching us this evening. And the people of God, both here and at home, said, Amen. Merry Christmas! We are here! We've made it to the eve of Christmas. There were times during this week when I was not sure as COVID Christmas started crumbling our plans one after another. And today, even with our special guest, Mr. Possum, who decided to appear for Christmas. Every day there's been something different that has happened. Maybe in your own life it's the same way. Did you ever think you would make it to Christmas Eve? Does it even feel like Christmas Eve? I know that the kids are still counting down to tomorrow and the excitement that will come. Yeah, I think so. We have a few here. I know there are a lot of kids out there watching. Merry Christmas to all of you and those who came to 5 o'clock. There were carloads of them just wanting to say hi. I ought to be a child again. When you're a child, Christmas can't come soon enough. I think that's also true for all of us this year. What a year it has been. A year like no other we have ever seen or lived through or would want to live through again. Amen? We can all really use at least a little Christmas this year. And we can all really stand to rediscover Christmas, the good news in troubling times. You see, here at Good Shepherd, we've been on a journey Together through the past four weeks of Advent, and we've learned together through a season of expectant waiting as we focused and reflected on Christ's coming, His coming on the earth that first Christmas long ago, and His eventual triumphant return to the earth to complete God's ultimate work of redemption. In each week of Advent, we have focused on a different aspect of God's character brought into our world and lived out in. Jesus. You see, the Christmas story is a powerful story filled with wonder and miracles. It's the story of Jesus come to earth as the most wonderful gift of all eternity. And as we have walked through various parts of the Christmas story this past four weeks through our devotionals, which so many folks have said, thank you so much for those devotionals. They've been so meaningful. And if you're not caught up, that's okay. Okay you got a lot more Christmas to go. Just keep going all the way through the 12 days of Christmas and by then maybe you'll have reached the end. And then in our different gospel journey beyond the usual Matthew and Luke that we hear from, we've explored the connection to Jesus in the lives of the real people who played a role in His arrival. So tonight, let's look at portions of this Christmas story again and all we can do to rediscover Christmas in a different way this year. The first thing we need to rediscover is finding hope in our uncertainty. Say that both here and at, hope, at home. Finding hope in our uncertainties. When uncertainty surrounds us, the promise of Christ fills us with the hope to carry on. Hope is the breath that keeps us alive. Hope is the fuel of faith. And dreams and possibilities. Hope is that whisper of maybe, just maybe. It's the spark in the cold darkness that catches flame. It's the only thing keeping us going these days if we're really honest. It's the candles that we will light tonight wherever you are singing silent night. In the worst sufferings and atrocities and catastrophes of human history, there's always been remaining a flicker, a flame of hope. Throughout enslavement and imprisonment and torture and tragedy, there have been those who have clung to the smallest sparks of hope and fanned them inside to survive or eventual freedom or release. That's the story Of our theme tonight, I believe even when. The song that we heard, I believe even when. It comes from this poem, an inscription that was scrawled on the wall of a cellar in Cologne, Germany, where a number of Jews hid themselves during World War II. We actually don't know if they survived or not. But this is what it said I believe in the sun, even when it's not shining. I believe in love, even when feeling it not. I believe in God, even when He is silent. Do you feel some of that this Christmas Eve? Throughout the history of the Jewish people, there was the hope of God's covenant. There was the promise of restoration and blessing through the Messiah. But time dragged on, and the nation was flattened, And His people were exiled and conquered. And they said, How long, O God? Have you said at least once or twice during this whole time? How long, O God? That was the cry of the ancient Israelite people too. Year after year. Century after century passed. And yet they still said, I believe even when. But there were those who kept hope alive, living expectantly and faithfully, and trusting wholeheartedly that God would come through. Simeon and Anna were two of those people who encountered the baby Jesus. they had lived long and difficult lives they had known loss and disappointment, but they had not abandoned hope and when they saw the baby Jesus just about six weeks old in the temple. They knew without a doubt that this was the Messiah, the promised one, the Son of God. And they were ready and they were waiting for this moment. And they embraced the moment of their hope fulfilled with rejoicing and worshiping. And the flames of their hope spread beyond and they multiplied. Folks, how is the flame of your hope tonight? This has been a tough year. The kind of year that threatens to extinguish the flames of our hope. There's a great quote you find on your screen right now. Let me encourage you, no matter what you are facing and no matter where you are in your life and wherever you are, instead of being able to be here tonight, and I know that's really hard, to rediscover hope this Christmas in the coming of the Christ child because Christ cannot be stopped. But the arrival of Manuel, God with us. God has come to restore hope. Hope of salvation. Hope of restoration and healing. The hope of all of this ending soon. And as we come humbly to worship Jesus, we can find the renewal of His hope within us. The strength to take the next hopeful step and the strength to carry us forward. So let's rediscover the hope that Christ has come and He is working in our lives today. As Paul hopes in Romans fifteen thirteen when he says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then second, to rediscover finding peace in our struggles. Say that with me. Finding peace in our struggles. Struggles are real. But the peace of Christ transcends them. Even in our darkest days, Of course, the announcement came in the dark of the night. Of course, the angels began their announcement to the shepherds with the words, Don't be afraid. Because of course, they were afraid. Because they were human. And there's so much in our world that causes us to fear. There's so much that happens that we struggle to understand. For the shepherds that included why these magnificent, terrifying, not cute, heavenly beings were showing up in the middle of the night sky to them. For us, it's the normal pressures and disappointments and uncertainties of our frailty in a broken world. And that's true even without the agitating events of a global pandemic. But in Jesus... The Prince of Peace arrived on earth. And the angels proclaimed a new peace when they said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today is the town of David, a Savior, and born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. What? Peace to those on whom His favor rests. that The favor of God is here with us humans. That The peace of shalom, the Jewish concept of fullness and safety and completeness and wholeness is available to us as Rick talked about during Advent. This is the peace of restoration with God. It is the peace that settles our souls deeply. It is the calm acceptance that it is well with my soul. One of my favorite songs, no matter what, swirls and storms around me. I read one time years ago that the coming of Jesus was the eye of the hurricane of human existence. The chaos of our world swirled before Jesus came, and it swirled after. But it's, it's, it's as if there was a cosmic pause that night. As angels sang and ordinary shepherds gathered around a baby who was God. But only for a moment before Herod was ready to strike back. So let's discover the peace of Christ this Christmas. Those storms will come. We know this. Those winds may be howling howling for you right now. But let me invite you to step into the shelter of the peace of Christ Let me encourage you to turn your heart to Christ, bringing Him your hurt and your needs. And let me trust with you that the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as He talks about Philippians 4, 7, beyond. This is the rediscovery of peace the peace of Christ this season. Third, rediscovering, finding joy in our discouragement. Say that with me. Finding joy in our discouragements. No, we don't mean joy He's a part of our congregation. We mean actually joy that comes from God. We know where joy is. Hi, Joy. We all have one of those days or weeks or years, and even then Christ fills us with joy that defies our circumstances. King David wrote in the Psalms, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. But sometimes that night can feel so long, can it? The n- longest night of the year was just this week. And it sure felt like it. Sometimes it's night after night after night as we try to carry on. Sometimes... Happiness feels so elusive and distant. And sometimes it gushes out like what I saw in Yellowstone at the eruption of Old Faithful when that water just keeps coming out. And sometimes joy bubbles up slowly. But as we can rediscover this Christmas, the good news of great joy that is alive in all of us through Jesus is the strength that sustains us. Amen? We saw this in the stories of Elizabeth. And Mary, united in the shared joy of their pregnancies, both miraculous. For Elizabeth, joy was a fulfillment of long-dashed dreams of motherhood. Her, Her joy erased decades of disgrace. For Mary, joy was a relief of acceptance, understanding, and a celebration of being in the middle of God's greatest miracle. Did Mary know We answered that, and theologically the answer is yes, even though it's a great song, she did know. And Mary knew that she would face scorn and disbelief and misunderstanding for her pregnancy, but in her encounter with Elizabeth, she finds the freedom of joy and their children leapt together. For some of us, Christmas is a joyful season filled with songs and celebrations and traditions and comforts. For others, the expectations of Christmas joy serve as reminders of deeper pains and disappointments and the lack of all this merriment we're supposed to be enjoying. And probably for most of us, Christmas brings a mixture of both. I know that's true in my life as I celebrate my dad's heavenly birthday tonight on Christmas Eve. But especially this year, all the things that have happened. So let's rediscover joy this Christmas season as we choose to rejoice. And as we return our focus to Jesus, we can find His strength. And as we pour out our hearts to Him, even in the midst of our pain, He can transform our weeping into joy. And so it's my prayer written by the Apostle Peter that though you have not seen Him, you love Him. And even though you do not see Him now, you believe in Him and you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And last, rediscover finding love in our differences. Say it together. Finding love in our differences. There is so much in our world that is driving us apart. The love of Christ runs deeper than our differences with a flood of grace and forgiveness and unity. But we long so deeply to be loved. The desire for love is so dominant in our culture. Our songs and movies and TV shows and literature are filled with themes of love. We're longing for it. We're celebrating it. We're mourning its loss. And at Christmas... There's even a whole genre of holiday movies and shows looking at you, Lifetime and Hallmark. You know who watches those. You know who you are. We are captivated by love, but we struggle so badly to love each other for who we are when we believe, differently especially. We are a nation of red and blue states, for and against people of the mask, and now the vaccine, and a world filled with division and conflict and hatred. And despite our best intentions, our broken human nature divides us. The, one of my favorite songs, I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day, was actually written on Christmas Day 1863. If you remember what was going on during that time, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote that poem during the bloody days of our Civil War. And one of the verses says, And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. They had seen so much, they had gone through this civil war that wasn't very civil. Brother against brother. Families against families. But Jesus, on the other hand, is the bridge of love. And that's one of the verses that comes out and I heard in the bells as well. Last year on Christmas Eve, we sang bridge over troubled water. Christ is the one who unites us. He's the long promised Messiah sent because God loves us so much that He allowed His Son to be the sacrifice for all of our sins and our shortcomings. And when He did, Jesus made the way for us to be restored into relationship with God, who is love Himself. And as we explored love on our Advent journey, we saw how God gathered varied groups of very different people to be involved in the arrival of His Son. We discovered how these people represented the barriers and the divisions that God was uniting. There were young and old, the earthly and the heavenly, the lowly and the noble, the Jews and the Gentiles, the clean and the unclean. and Ultimately, there was God in humanity. And as we rediscover Christmas, let's rediscover the love of Christ. The perfect love that allows us to experience complete acceptance by God. And the perfect love that removes all our fears. And as this love washes over us and fills us, I pray that it leads us to to reach out across the divisions that are among us and even to our enemies with humility and forgiveness and grace. And as the Apostle Paul wrote, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That is the love that came down at Christmas. It's a love all-lovely. Love divine. Love was born at Christmas. Star and angels gave the sign. Christina Rossetti's poem went. And all of this leads us to finding Christ in our world in troubling times, even when. You see, Christ has come with hope and peace and joy and love. And Christ has come to change our world and us forever. And COVID doesn't stop that. And then his arrival into our world is described by Luke. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. It's such a humble birth. Such an understated beginning to life. Yet it is a normal entry into our existence because we've all been there. Human birth. As a fragile, helpless baby. Jesus is one of us able to understand everything we go through and all of our longings and struggles and pain. And yet, Jesus is God. He is hope and joy and peace and love personified. He's here to restore those characteristics in us. Jesus is life rediscovered. So friends, if you are struggling this year, and I feel pretty certain we all are one way or another, in trying to find Christ and asking where is Jesus, let me offer you this. Jesus is in our uncertainties, in our struggles, in our discouragement, in our differences. Jesus is in our celebration, in our mourning. He is in our crying and rejoicing. He is in our fear and our triumphs. He is in our losses and our victories. He is in our brokenness and our healing. He is in our sickness and in our health. He is in our life and He is in our death. And wherever you are, wherever you are, Jesus is here. Even when... And He's working and He's moving and He's offering life and forgiveness and He's calling us to trust and to see beyond our immediate circumstances to His deeper, bigger, broader, wider, higher picture that Jesus is in the world and in our lives. That He is Emmanuel, God with us for eternity and He will never leave you or forsake you even when. He is the discovery of Christmas. And so let's run like the shepherds to encounter Him this season. Let's worship and find renewal in His presence this year. Let's rediscover Christmas and the life He brings within us and around us. Because Christ cannot be stopped. Because we will celebrate Him here and there and everywhere. So go tell it on the mountain. For Jesus Christ is still born once again. And Christ will come. And I still believe in all of this even when... Because none of that ever changes. And it never can change. And nothing can stop that, whether we can gather together or not. We are bound by Christ. And He comes once again to us. So let's repair Him room this season and these next 12 days of Christmas to once again Celebrate his birth. everybody said, both here and at home, Amen. So I invite you at this point in the service to gather your elements from your Christmas bags you may have at home and get those things together. If you don't have one of those things, then you can grab some bread or something else, some juice or another uh, something in your house as well. And we'll get ready to celebrate communion together. Let us join the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. And also with you.
1: Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It
0: is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness, and you brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And in the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
1: Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem, and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of the stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of His suffering, death, and resurrection, You gave birth to Your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit.
0: As Your Word became flesh, born of woman, on that night long ago, so on the night which He gave Himself up for us, He took bread, gave thanks to You, broke the bread, said, Take, eat, this is My body which is given for
1: You. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was over he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, drink this all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant poured out for each of you for many for poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
0: Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by His blood. By Your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world. Until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at His heavenly banquet. Through Your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and Your Holy Church, all honor and glory is Yours, Almighty God, now and forever. And everybody here and everybody everywhere said, "Amen." Amen. So we invite you to take your elements. Um, Rick's going to pass out elements here, being gloved and appropriately. And at home, get your elements ready if you have those little cups. Notice they are different, like little chalices this time. And uh, Rick, can I get one of those? Thank you, sir. Like a little chalice, and the grape juice is on top, and the bread's actually on the bottom. So you you have to turn it over actually. And you pull off the one at the bottom first and then turn it back over to get your juice. They're a little nifty, aren't they? They're cute. I'll let Ricky a chance to pass out to everybody here. To prepare your hearts to receive this evening. Everybody at home, if you have one of these or something else, pull off the top where it has the bread, what I call the Cokesbury chiclet. The body of Christ broken and given in love for you and for all of us. And turn it back over carefully. Pull off the second tab. The blood of Christ shed for you and for all of us in forgiveness. Christ comes to be the light of the world and to give his life for us. Receive this now. Oh, love divine, thank you so much for coming down at Christmas to live a life as one of your creation. And we always remember your great sacrifice and love for each one of us. In Jesus Christ's name, we offer a word of thanks to the people of God, both here and at home, said, Amen. We're going to go ahead and gather your candles at home, candles you might have in your Christmas bags, another candle in your house if you don't have something, or candle app on your phone, people are using that too, whatever it is that makes sense for you in these moments and we'll do the same thing that we usually do, we're going to light the candles here as you light your candles at home and then we're going to be doing something a little bit different here in a second, but I thought that maybe tonight might be important, maybe to tell the story of Silent Night. It was 202 years ago when Silent Night was first heard by Austrian villagers attending Christmas Eve Mass in St. Nicholas Church in Obendorf, Austria. The words were written in 1816 by a young priest in Austria, Joseph Marr. Not long after the Napoleonic Wars taken their toll, the priest went for a walk before he wrote it and he looked out at a very quiet, winter-laden town. And he was inspired. The town was at peace. It was Christmas Eve, 1818, when the now-first-famous carol was performed at Stilogonacht Heilogonacht, and Joseph Moore, the young priest who wrote the lyrics, played the guitar and sang along with Franz Gruber, the choir director who had written the melody, and it was a carol for the common people, not an organ, as the guitar was a crude instrument only they would use. An organ builder and repairman working at the church took a copy of the six-verse song to his home village, from there it spread around the world, Translated in over 300 languages, sung in churches and in town squares, even on the battlefields during World War I, where it led to a temporary truce on Christmas Eve as soldiers sang in French, in German, and in English. And so it is truly the hymn of the holy child, Silent Night. And so I encourage you as we sing this together to consider what it means to follow this child and the light that he brings. Sanctuary and here at home as we sing together this last verse. Psalm. Psalm. Sanctuary, faithful volunteers, and everyone at home. Look at your candle. No matter whether it's a digital one, or it's a glow stick, or it's a real candle. Turn all your lights off. Look and see how much light it puts out. In a minute, we're going to extinguish the candle. And it will be our job to carry this light of the world out into the world. in the world of our lives, wherever we might be. We are the keeper of the flame. Of hope, peace, joy, and love. And so may we take the light of the world to the darkest places. As we gather together. And receive this benediction. In darkness we arrived from everywhere. In light we now leave together. Though once we stumbled, we now walk with confidence. Go for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. May the light of Christ lead us forevermore. Go sing a song to the God of our salvation. Sing of mighty deeds and glory. Join the heavenly chorus and sing glory to God in the highest heaven on earth. Peace. Sing of God's salvation from day to day. That Jesus Christ is born today. You may blow your candle out. And in a reversal of the way that we usually do things, we'd already planned to sing a version of joy to the world and to leave on that and to go out. So what we're going to do is we'll be singing joy to the world, joyful, joyful, joyful. And the first verse sung inside, and then all of us will be processing outside to be around the Christmas tree, representing all of us at Good Shepherd. My mic will be on, and it should be okay, and the mic we're traveling with should be okay. We think it's going to work, so we're going to try and do it. And uh, so we'll start with the first verse here, though, and then we will go outside. Here
2: we go.